All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Am I Making Sense? Today I have a very special guest, Yema Nkele. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Did I get that? Did I? Yeah, you did. You did. Oh, nice. You did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. I, so down. my claim to fame on these podcasts is I butcher <laughs> names left and right, but I'd rather make the effort and try and get it right and then learn from a mistake No, yeah. than be scared to pronounce a name, right? I appreciate somebody... Take the L a hundred times. Yeah. Like, I'll just, <laughs> it's on me to correct you. That's yeah, how yeah. I feel. I, yeah. Because that's, yeah, it's it's on the it's on the bearer of the name to get it right. Well, yeah, yeah, and no. I think it just depends on, you know, the amount of times and whether the person's actually paying attention to you, right? If the person goes, oh, yeah, 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 uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Then at that point you go, hey, what's going on here, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> but initially initially yeah i guess it's on the person to pronounce it for the it's learner it's only because i had a home girl mm-hmm. like we grew up together yeah so i knew her since i was a kid like my parents knew her parents right okay and then we ended up at the same middle school okay they didn't go to school together yeah went to the same middle school okay and she was just letting people say her name wrong like oh. she correct they get her friend corrected the teacher and told her to say the name wrong. Oh no. And this isn't the real name. Cause I don't want to put her on blast. Like yeah. That. Yeah. 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 Unless we were, unless she was in the, same no, room. let's I'd not put her, her on blast at all. But in, let's say her name was Nenna. Yeah. And she was letting people call her Nina. Oh, that's very different. Yeah. It's a very different thing. And then so, but, and so the teacher said it and she was like, is it Nenna? And she, they were like, no, it's Nina. Oh, no. and I was, and I'm sitting there in the same classroom, just like, "Where's your soul? You're gonna, yeah. you're gonna let this happen?" Oh, that's not you what your a, mother named you. You had a whole chance. The teacher was right there. Yeah, and you're gonna go a whole nother year with your name wrong. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, that's a tough one. And I wonder, was it? Did she have a? Is that a trait of a shy person? Maybe not to correct the teacher. I don't know. Who knows? Could have been shyness or it could have just, just been. It's laziness. Yeah. It's after a while. It's like instead of having to correct 100 people, I would just. It's yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 I. So my name, I have an easy to pronounce name, but it can either be Matt or Matthew. I always introduce myself as Matthew, but I don't hold anyone accountable to put the few on the end of it. Right. So I get Matt mm. for most of my life. I've been Matt, but I'll introduce myself. I'll say, yeah, my name is Matthew. And then the funny thing, I was talking with uh, Matt Curry, um, and he's a Matt, a, a, a Matt by, uh, I, I think, by birth name and then also by choice. And I go, <laughs> do you ever introduce yourself as Matthew, and does it stick? And he would say, uh, no, no, I'm, I'm Matt. But I go, yeah, because I, I have this problem where I'll say Matthew, and then he'll go, oh, what do you prefer? And I said, well, um, you know, my mother named me Matthew, and she calls me Matthew. So I usually go with Matthew, but I don't care which way it goes, and they'll go, oh, okay, Matt. Because <laughs> yeah, it's no, just easier. It's because you say you didn't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so once you leave... I was like your friend then. I'm kind of like your friend in a way. Because it's, it's, it's 100%. Because if you say you don't care between the two, yeah. yeah but yeah. if you have an actual preference, you have oh, to tell people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's Matthew, bro. Yeah. You're a, Put the few on it. Yeah, if, you, if that's how you feel about it, then you have to tell people, yeah. nah, I want the few on it. Yeah, that is true. That's Have true. you ever considered just going by Thew? Um, I haven't considered that yet, but now that you've said it, it's an option. It's on the table. It's on the table. <laughs> you can be Thew. <laughs> 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 no one. Yeah, my name is Thew. 
I'll be performing like, for you tonight. Watch how many more people start calling you Matthew, and you're like, you can either call me Matthew or Thew. Actually, that's a good point. <laughs> that's genius right there. Right there. Ah, that is the angle from now on, definitely. It's it's a reasonable nickname that's just been sitting on the table this whole time. It has. There's an army of Matthews out there going, why didn't I think of that? Thew, I should have gone with that all along. Yeah, that's the way to go. I, that's why we. That's why we're... It's important for us to do things like podcasts. I just hope there's an eight-year-old right now. <laughs> <laughs> I Well, you know what? From some of the stuff that was said on previous podcasts, I hope it's not an eight-year-old listening to me. But, yeah, if there is an eight-year-old, they learn <laughs> something. Yeah, that, definitely. That just has a moment passing by, and it's just like, yeah, I can be few. Yes. And, and he's going to go in, he's going to take a test, and he's going to write at the top of the paper, I'm few now. And it kind of kind of goes with like a superhero name like Thor. Phew. Not to get too grandiose, but now I'm my mind is just churning on on possible name con- uh, conversions here. So that was very helpful. Thank you. So we bumped into each other a few weeks ago, and you've been uh, hitting the scene here in your, your new transplant to the Bay Area. Kind of. Kind of? I'm I'm re I'm re I've been re uh, released into the habitat. Oh, okay. And so technically the first time I ever did stand up was in the bay. It was a, it was nice. in San Jose. That okay. was the first place I ever did stand up. And how long ago was that? That was seven years ago. Okay. But I didn't start in my opinion, I I don't think I as I say I've been doing com- comedy four years. Okay. But yeah, that was the first time I ever did a mic ever yeah. and, and wrote and told a joke. And then and I used to I'd do it like once every one or two months. Okay. And then like I didn't do it for like two like a year plus and then That's not too different from my story. I tried to start about two years ago and I went one time. It was to a Pete Munoz room at Woodham's and I was the last to go up and I mean, talk about boom. People talk about comedy being in a boom right now, and I believe it uh, because we have so many opportunities for open mic and just because it seems like in popular culture, popular culture, uh, comedians and and podcasting is kind of really big right now. A lot of people are talking about it. A lot of people are going to comedy shows. So there is definitely a boom. But as far as open mic went, maybe there wasn't as many open mics. So two years ago when I tried to get on, I was I was probably I want to say like the 40th comedian in one night 40th four zero so it was probably like 140 in the morning maybe 2 a.m and i got up and then the next week and i was just you know i work so i was so tired the next day and then um i tried again a week later and i didn't get up and then i said i, I can't do this but then i kept writing things down stuff i wanted to talk about to find it was just an itch where i go i got to get back out there and then and That's i went back out how it is so what how did you end up going dormant for a few years there after you tried it here in the south bay um because the first time i because so i had to make that decision uh-huh. literally i didn't go i didn't go on stage until i found out i was gonna have a son and so okay. i don't know i thought of a joke and i needed to get it off somewhere yeah and so yeah i just needed it <laughs> and so i did that quick therapy and and yeah, you know, yeah. the joke like my first joke or whatever it's a terrible joke. I don't want it to float digitally. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Actually, I, you know what? One of the things is, uh, so I have a few rules on this podcast. One, no judgment. No judgment on anything. But then number two, don't blow any of your material away on this podcast. It's not worth it at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. 
So yeah, yeah. And plus, your first jokes are always going to be it's whatever. Because it was it was about you know finding out about the whole situation that you're going to be a dad. Yeah. Yeah. And so you know, it's life changing, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was I wasn't a fan. <laughs> well, I look at so da- yeah. I'm a fan, but you know I'm a fan now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I tell this to everyone when I try to explain people who don't have children. So I have two daughters. Congratulations, by the way. How old's your son now? Uh, he's seven now. Seven. Okay. So we're kind of in the same. I have a, a nine-year-old daughter and a seven-year-old daughter. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, I tell people like, you know, there's pretty clear markers in life, and that marker, most markers that I thought were markers prior to having a child were not markers, right? Like graduating from high school, it's almost meaning it's it's a blip. It's like it means nothing. It's nothing. <laughs> uh, whatever, getting that first good job, it it's nothing. First car, all of these quote unquote milestones are actually, uh, I would just call them like uh, secondary experiences. But then when you have a kid and you're holding a kid in your arms that first time, it's almost like I want to say, this is a little dramatic, but it feels like I died and was born again with the child. That makes sense. I follow it. I follow exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Because whatever you were before, you realize, and I don't even want to say the stakes are higher, right? Like, even if my child wasn't born, I still would have went, woke up and gone to work. I still would have done whatever I do on, on my day to day. But I feel like once the child was born, it kind of, I felt like I left a lot of stuff behind. Here, I had, there was a lot of stuff attached to mine. Yeah. Right. And, one thing I realized was you leave your family and you have your own, right? Yeah. And so what I mean by that is instead of being like your mom's kid where you kind of think yeah. about I 100% was no longer worried about who I had to please or mm. anything. Like all these previous relationships now were, all right, <laughs> the, the whole universe. The yeah. entire universe yeah, shifted yeah. from the sun being the center of the universe. Yeah. Or, yeah, it's like it's like living yeah. on planet Earth. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's kind of like it is now, but it like the sun is everything. That's your family or whatever life you were living before. And all of a sudden, now there's a moon floating around you. Yeah. And now the Earth is the most important thing to the moon. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah. And so now this universe revolves around you. And so now that's what's like that's what's important is. I got to make sure that this moon like doesn't like that. This is more important to me than the rest of this universe. That shit that's happened over there is because yeah. it floats around me. It's dependent on me. Very good analogy. The focus changes. Yeah, no, that's true. Actually, I think it did change the relationship with my parents, too. And I also think got a it, lot sassier. Uh, well, you know what I think? I, so I used to have some uh resentment towards my parents about upbringing like just getting beat getting yelled at these things that you were like that that was fucked up why did you put me through that and then now i have a seven-year-old and a nine-year-old go i know exactly why you beat Uh, me yeah i don't (laughs) i don't don't beat my kids i don't beat my kids but i'm saying i really want to slap you right now (laughs) yeah uh, yeah i don't i don't know how many siblings you have i had three so there's four of us yeah i'm one of five Yeah, yeah yeah and so yeah there's like I have one. <laughs> yeah. You have two. 
when the numbers get to a point, <laughs> it's like, look. Yeah, someone's getting smacked. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not going <laughs> to. I think that's the only reason yeah. the opinion on yeah. on discipline changes. People don't have big families. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. you have more than, once you get outnumbered, this is different. It's totally different. <laughs> and think about managing your finances. Uh, with with two kids, it's a constant, oh, man, what, what do we got to pay next? What do we got to pay next? They do, you know, something happens. You go, oh, take them to the ER. Boom, there's $300 right out the window, right? And then I think, oh, there was four of us, and they had to buy us food, clothing, shoes. Like, no wonder we were always running out of money when we were younger. Like, 100, like I don't know, like, all the stupid stuff that used to bother me, mm. like, sh- like, I was a hand-me-down kid. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, of course you were a hand-me-down. Yeah, like, yeah. There, there's, like, <laughs> there, it doesn't make sense economically. Like, there's no reason no. I should buy you new shoes right now. No. Nope. Like, you, like, especially when you outgrown shoes. Yeah. It's one thing when, like, you ruin the shoes, like, when yeah. you wear them out. Yeah, yeah. When you've outgrown shoes, yeah. and they're just here. <laughs> right. And so I bought you all shoes. Yeah. You've all outgrown them. So they're yeah. all going to get thrown away, except for this one, because you can still fit yeah. this one. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like, I still got to buy the other two shoes. Yeah. But I don't need to buy you shoes right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so wait till Christmas. Wait till right? Christmas. Oh, that's another thing. Um, my, so my wife, you know, uh, this is another thing. When you're, you're raising uh, a kid, you're, you're constantly, you know, the mom and the dad are having to negotiate how to raise the kid, right? And so um, she's a little more open about just buying him something for no reason, mm. right? Like, oh, there was a coloring book. And I go, oh, but if they get saturated with all this, what's special about Christmas? Like, you got to save up some of it because that's how I was like, okay, Chris, what do, you th- what do you want for Christmas? That's when you get something. What do you want for your birthday? And then that was kind of – and then you got to get jobs to buy whatever else you want or um, – do chores or something. Um, and so, yeah, it feels like kids today got it really easy compared to it's, how we had it. It's weird. Like, cause yeah, yeah I have the same issue, especially cause me and my, my, my son's mother aren't together. Okay. But you know, we have, a we, I, I've been blessed as far as okay other baby mother situations that I've seen. Uh, yeah. Around it can me. get ugly. Like, yeah, she, we, she at least keeps it. We both care about this kid. Yeah. And like. That's first and foremost. Yeah. And so. Okay. And so she's always. We've always gotten along. Yeah. But. Yeah. But she. He spoiled. Like. And it's like. Man. Like you guys just be buying them stuff. And it doesn't bother me that they buy him stuff. Yeah. They be buying him the same stuff. (laughs) It bothers me to no end. Yeah. Like. Because he goes through phases. Like he a real. He's. He's. uh, He's diagnosed with autism. Okay. Um. He's a genius. Yeah. And so I think he I think he just don't like other kids because they're stupid. Yeah. But like he re- frustrates him probably. Yeah. And so it's just like I'm, I'd rather do all this other weird nerdy stuff. Yeah. But anyways, like but so he, he obsessive. So he goes through. And so like he, he fucks with alphabets and languages like, he knows Spanish and Russian and like like he knows like. Wow. It's seven knows, years old. Lookout world. And it's like at this point, I just take his word for it. Yeah. But he knows that he knows the difference between Japanese and Chinese letters. Like he know, like and so he said he know the alphabet. I don't know if that means he <sighs> can read it. But he's a, like a master linguist. That, yeah. And he, yeah. And so he know all fifty states. And so he goes through all these things. Holy in, smokes! It, like in phases. So he just want maps. Yeah. Like so he love maps or whatever. Uh-huh. And so they'll just buy him. Like he have like a hundred United States posters. 
Wow. And just like United States posters and a whole bunch of puzzles and stuff. And it's like, why? Yeah. Just tell him to wait till he gets home. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're (laughs) right there. Like, like there's so many of them just floating around him. Yeah. And then you're, and then like, and then like they, like, then they talk about it. He's like, well, he's obsessive. Uh. No, he's not obsessive. That's all that's in his house. (laughs) Like, what else is he going to talk about? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Wow. So that's cool. So you're actually learning stuff from your kid already. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he reminds me how stupid I am all the time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, my daughter, my older daughter tried to pull that one on me and tell me how stupid I was. But I, I said, yeah, but I figured out half that problem for you. <laughs> <laughs> you still came to me for that problem. I figured out half. I just couldn't figure out the whole thing. Oh, man, that's great. So when you do comedy, um, do you draw, are you, would you consider yourself maybe a joke writer or do you think about the stories and experiences that you've had and then try and find the funny in them and then, um, and then perform them on stage? What what would you, if you had a style, if you said you had uh, a way of thinking about comedy, um, what, what is it? My personal way like that I approach comedy Mm -hmm. is like, I'm not a good joke writer. Like as far as, um, like just starting from like if we're talking about just from scratch, yeah. Like because you you have a lot of jokes that it's literally you playing like just yeah. being like this is some random shit. It's that, random that shit. That I try to do one liners every now and yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. And so you, I can't. I've I have a, like I like I set it up and I was dead. It like I was really like yeah. Let me get because uh, for especially for like trying to get a writing on a TV show job like yeah. They like people who can knock down one liners. Yeah. And so I was just trying to. I can't do one like yeah. one liners is. I can't do it. Like they so hard. For right. Me. Like I have a, like three that like, but those would come up to me randomly. Like I okay. just, I'm a shit talker. Nice. And so I'm so dedicated to talking shit. Yeah. That I will, to prove my point, I will figure out how to make it funny. Yeah. Just so, so I can get it off. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't believe in PC culture. Yeah. I, like people can get mad because people don't get mad when you make them laugh. No. I think if you do something, this is cliche to say this, but if it's funny, it's funny. If it's point blank period, I promise you when, when everyone who complains like, oh, you can't say this joke, you can't say that joke, you can't say it because it wasn't ready or it wasn't funny enough. Like, and you're going to take a L, you're going to bomb every once in a while. And it sucks that there's more blowback for it when it's a good, when it's an actual joke that's being constructed. Right. Lots of people be throwing out dumb, ra- hacky racism. And, yeah. And it's like, yeah, that joke failed because it's hacky. Yeah, yeah. That's really what happened was, they, and it became a big deal because it was so hacky, it's racist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, well, and another thing is, there's something about, so when I look at, uh, you know. I didn't answer your question at all. No, no, that's great. That, that <laughs> answers it precisely because what you are is you're a storyteller shit talker, which is an art form. Like um, that's what, that's and I think so. Here's what I think. I think uh, ultimately, when you talk about PC culture or outrage culture, so ultimately, here's here's what we're doing as performers and and um, standups is we're saying we got to tease someone. Some <laughs> it's not comedy unless uh, Chappelle said it right. He says comedy is mean and comedy is funny, but it's not funny when it's you or something like that. He had something along those lines where he said, once it's you, it's not funny anymore. Um, but ultimately, you you always remember there were some guys that you hung out with um, or family members who knew how to tease 
where even the person being teased was still laughing. Yeah. And that's a true shit talker. A really good shit talker is talking shit wherever he's doing it, whether it's on the court, um, hanging out in the house. They're talking shit, but you're still like, oh, he's talking shit about me, but he's I'm entertained. Right. Yeah. And so I think when we get up there, uh, someone's has to go down. Even if it's self-deprecating, you're bringing your ego down, right? Someone's going down when you get on stage to tell jokes. And I never realized that until I started doing it and seeing everyone's act day in and day out. And I go, okay, well, to some extent, because I'm a, um, by default, I like shit talking, but I'm kind of an amiable person, mm-hmm. meaning I, I don't really want to ruffle feathers except the people closest to me, I tease. But then I realized, oh, as a comedian, I, I got to get out there and I got to shit talk and make fun of things. Um, but like you said, sometimes it takes a few iterations before people go, oh, I get where he's going. And that is kind of silly. And, um, here's the problem. The problem is when you're doing it on stage, most of the time people will forgive you for being awkward. But when you, you, at the top of our podcast, you said you wouldn't want to put it out in digital. So many comedians are going to Twitter first and there might not be context. And then that's when it's like, boom, everyone gets pissed. And then they go, this guy's a racist or this guy's a bad guy. It's like, ah, he's just an awkward joke writer right now. That's really what's going on. Yeah. and, it, and He needs a couple more t- attempts at that. I don't, I, don't, I don't do a lot of, uh, I don't check a lot of people. Like Twitter isn't a, it, yeah, it's not I don't a, judge not people either. for Twitter like that. I, yeah. I'm also not good at Twitter, so I, yeah. that's why, I, but I don't, I don't judge people on tweets. Yeah. It's like, I hate, I hate when people i hate when i see clips that you can just see a clip of it and uh. it's out of, and then but it's like a whole like 3 hour interview yeah and then you find the interview and they just like and it's yeah. just completely like oh yeah. he said like the opposite of this for like 40 minutes yeah yeah and then you caught him like in an awkward sentence yeah. and then you acted like he didn't say everything All else right. for 3 hours yeah and people do it on purpose like that's the but at the same time yeah and so it's like you can't judge people off a tweet but no. if I listen to your set, there's some sets where I'm like, oh, this, yeah. this is not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And is, um, I don't know how topical we are. I, I, if yeah, anything goes. Um, bro, who got canceled on um, SNL. Yeah, I heard about it. I didn't listen to him yet. I listened to it. Yeah. It's hacky racism. Oh. Like, and it's not even, and it's, it's a podcast, which makes it worse because yeah. that's, that means you guys just free flowing. Yeah. It's like, oh man. Yeah. Like <laughs> he did like I was I was out he did a whole bit about uh like it wasn't a bit. He was just yeah. like, and who let them build those buildings in Chinatown? If it was up to me, I would just as soon as they started building those buildings, I would have just started knocking them down. What are you doing? This is America. And I was like, Whoa. Oh. Yeah. And that's and that's free yeah, and that's free nah man. Like I was like Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's like and then when you have and so it's like when you have that sentence, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's not even your sentence where you start dropping uh, the, the the slur. <laughs> oh, did he use slurs too? And, and he said the c word. Or, uh, oh no. Which um, yeah. Which I'll be honest, I'm I'm not that hard. <laughs> I shouldn't. I don't have the right to have an opinion on it. I suppose as a non Asian person. Yeah. But if we weren't on air, I would have just said it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm. I'm. Not oh no, I I'm. Believe me, I'm a straight white guy. I epitaphs are not going to be in my act, <laughs> and they're yeah, not exactly. going to be in my podcast <laughs> or not epitaph, uh, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, slurs, racial slurs. I'm not, I'm not, 
<laughs> I'll never make any of that funny in my lifetime. So <laughs> I'm not even going down that road. Yeah. And so, it's, but 100%, if I was to, if I was to use it right, yeah. I understand. There's certain things where it's like, I understand the context. There's certain things where you have to be completely okay with, if I use it, yeah. I have to be okay with somebody punching me in the mouth after I say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just have to be okay with it and just right. be like, my bad. Right. Because that, I, you can't control how other people react. Like, yeah. that's how they want to react to it. It's, all right, you have the right to say it. Yeah, they yeah. have a right to react. And some people react different. And some, some people, people react violently. And some people going to put up a protest and yeah. sign a thousand petitions to get you out of some shit. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't listen to that yet. I, so I didn't make any assumptions about it. And honestly, I don't, I'm not that into SNL anymore. And uh, I didn't know who I he was, was. So I kind of like, I didn't want to put any energy into it, so to speak. I just go, ah, something happened there. Um, and so I didn't, I didn't judge one way or the fair. other. But it does sound like what he just said right there. Yeah, that's like, you super can't really, ugly, He's bro. a white guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's hard for a, us to get away with slurs. Yeah. It, <laughs> you have to be really fucking funny. Because, and point blank period. Like, yeah. The whole reason I'm saying that, just to put it in context, I don't want to, like, I don't front about who I am or lie yeah. or nothing. But the whole reason I wouldn't say it on air is because I don't know anybody who's, like, I don't yeah. know everybody who's listening. If I'm using it in a context where I know you and we personable, yeah. and it's like, you guys, you just white guys in a room, yeah. and then you crack it and, like, you have, mul this is multiple episodes. It's weird. It's weird. It's just oh, like. Oh, wait, he said it multiple times? It was, it was so, it was, I don't know if the, the slurs were in multiple episodes. Oh. But I'm saying that you had these chi like you have these weird Chinese rants in multiple episodes. That's oh, weird. Yeah, and yeah. so this isn't about what you said. It's the kind like this is the kind yeah, you, yeah. you have a weird thing about Asian people. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, yeah. And it's a thing. And so right. it's like that's why I try not to judge people on blurbs. But I will judge you on some shit like <laughs> yeah, 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 when yeah. it's like, yeah, when you say a lot of random shit that because, yeah, it's a whole it's all the little shit that people say that's more important than the big shit. It's I, yeah. As I grew up around enough white people, where it's like it's not the racist people who really say some shit when, when you're when they're about to fight you. Yeah, that's yeah. not necessarily being racist. Yeah, it's the person who whispers to another kid, "You shouldn't hang out with him. He's black." Yeah, that's the real racist kid, not the kid who's like mad and just said the meanest thing he could say. And that that's a systemic thought to say, oh, it's not. Like, don't hang out with them because of this label or that label. It's it's systemic. Yeah. Which is where in it's it's interesting to hear you say that he did it in multiple episodes because that's kind of my gauge is like, is this behavior happening consistently? If it is, then let's maybe we start throwing out the word racist. But if someone did something once or twice, like traffic is a good example, right? Traffic, everyone is screaming at each other in traffic. Mm -hmm. I can't judge you on the stuff you said in traffic because... <laughs> <laughs> it's just <laughs> these things happen in rush hour traffic when everyone's you know bumper to bumper but people get pissed off and start saying things but i promise you if you tape somebody's mama <laughs> oh yeah, yeah like so you just tape somebody ra some random person somebody yeah. that you know cool as shit yeah, yeah and you tape them in their car when they when yeah. somebody almost make them crash and they have to swerve yeah yeah everything's on the table oh yeah everything's no, on the table <laughs> but if you record it and put it in the world it's gonna seem terrible oh right <laughs> i see what you mean yes because but you won't have the context of yeah, whatever you was don't happening. have the context of who the person yeah but when you take them just at this random yeah Except if you call the police, fuck you. If you get caught, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck you. So, what do you? Is there anything off limits in your performance? 
I don't think anything's on the table. Me personally, okay. I, I'm one hundred like one hundred percent. I think everybody, you allowed to say whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. You got to make it funny though. Like yeah. that's my, that's really my only thing is you got to make it funny. Yeah. And lots and sometimes and so like yeah and it's very rarely when I hear somebody personally as far mm. as the comics I've met personally like just hella random people. Mm. But as far as the comics I've met personally, the ones who really complain about not being able to talk about stuff, yeah. it's very rare where I see them do sets where I'm like, oh, that was a good joke, though. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's very rare where I see them be like where they're like where I'm like they like because th- there's lots of dark jokes where yeah. the room doesn't get it. But I'll start like but I yeah. still found it funny. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Where it's oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah. No, this isn't their taste, but it's still a good joke. I, I'm 100 percent on board. I, I think that there's some things that just cut through. And especially, so now I think because I've been trying to um, do stand-up for the last year, and um, so now I pay a little more attention when I watch people um, people's sets on Netflix or the pros, if you will, watching the pros. And um, you have, a, like, a not necessarily who you think are the greatest, but the top, like, four favorites? Oh, do I have four favorites? Yeah. Um, four or five favorites? So I... Yeah, you know what's funny? I was just talking about this with my cousin-in-law um, this past weekend. And so George Carlin's definitely up there. Um, and then, of course, I think Richard Pryor. I think a lot of what's happening in the last 25 years would not have been possible without Richard Pryor, including Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Eddie Murphy gets thrown in with the greatest but I think he had a four-year, two to three special thing, and then once he hit movies, I I don't think he was necessarily about stand-up. So I would say Carlin. Um, I would say, gosh, this one's so hard. Um, definitely Richard Pryor. Um, and let me try and come up with a couple more. Um, well, so like right now, contemporary, I like what Bill Burr's doing, and then. Oh, why why didn't I mention Chappelle? Chappelle's my number one. Chappelle is my He's number the one. Goat. And then comes Carlin and then it's either Carlin or Pryor. Mm-hmm. Um see Pryor was the most so, raw with his personal life. No, don't don't feel a need to rank it. That's why I couldn't I couldn't I can't hey, I can't rank it. I can't rank I can, it. I can I tell you it. my favorites, but I don't put them in order. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Too yeah. Hard when you start so that that's really order. who it is. But then, you know, there's been so many people who I thought were funny that came along. Like, for instance, one of the guys that I've always thought was the one of the funniest guys to watch perform, but he wasn't a stand-up, was Chris Farley. And I just was on a show um with Dana Ware last night, um, and we were talking about how funny Chris Farley is. Just the way he moves, like he doesn't yeah. even have to say anything. <laughs> and you're already laughing. Yeah. But as far as the stand up on stage delivering a message, I think I think Chappelle has transcended into a weird area where I don't even consider him necessarily just a stand up anymore. He's which is the same as Carlin. Carlin transcended he's, he's into a, a social commentary slash almost activist. He's kind of it's we it's like he's living the second half of Eddie Murphy's life, if that makes sense. Sure. Cause it, like how Eddie Murphy was the rock star and shit. Yeah. But now Chappelle doing the Van Halen 
Like yes. I'm a like I'm untouchable. Yeah. You don't need to like my shit if you like it. I can put out a new album and charge you a million a thousand dollars and sell it if I wanted to. Yeah. Like that weird like I'm a rock god thing. Yeah, yeah. Like and Chappelle's kind of grinded his way to being like I'm past comedy. I'm a comedy god. Like you guys still do performances and try yeah. and get better. Like you guys are still competing with each other. Yeah. I just do it. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm in something else now. He's on something else. There was the one where he was in the belly room. And I've talked about this almost ad nauseum on the podcast, but I haven't talked about it with you yet. So I'll I'll discuss it one more time. Where he most of his set he was sitting there. I want to call it equanimity. No, not equanimity. Um uh, the one where he talks about is it one of the Netflix ones. Yeah, it was a Netflix one. The one where he talks about uh, iceberg, iceberg slim. This is the one in the belly room. I think it was the the uh, equanimity. I, th- I think equanimity was the one in the belly room. And okay. Then the other one was like the bird paradox or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Some yeah. weird. Something weird. It had paradox or something. Yeah, yeah. So the one in the belly room, I've watched that about five times now, maybe six, and. I've gotten a little obsessive about it, and here's why. Because I don't think – it didn't feel like he was ever delivering a joke per se, but I was still laughing and I was still engaged throughout the whole performance. And I, I go, what happened there? And I don't even think I can understand what happened because I was entertained. Like all his n- recent Netflix, Netflix specials, I think it was um, a masterpiece – but I can't explain why it was a mess. All his yeah. other ones, there's jokes. They're joke format. Boom, bop, boom, bop. But that one, I felt there was just um, something happening where he was just telling us some stories. And, and when he went into the whole, um, that book, the icebergs about, uh, I think it's called Pimp or something. I d- and I don't understand what message he was trying to convey there. Um, it was just interesting. It was interesting to where he's it's just an enter- he's not a stand up he's an entertainer yeah and all and and I think almost like a like just an activist or something I don't know I hope I'm not building him up too much but no so I mean he I mean I just because if he 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 the truth like he the I leave him in a, a stand up because he's like stand up at its greatest form like he yeah. he's bigger than stand up but he is like but he still grind harder than. Like he grind oh way harder yeah. than he's supposed to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like as far as he have the access to it, so he gets to go up in whatever room he want to, but he still use it. <laughs> like yeah. most of the people who have access don't want to hit all these rant. Like yeah, yeah, he still use it and he exit like, and so he and he goes long from what I heard. Yeah, I heard so he'll he goes he'll crazy long. He'll literally end his real performance and say, "If you guys want to stick around, I got some new stuff you can listen to." Yeah, so he he'll go through a set and then he'll just try and from what I hear, I always miss him. But he'd be at the comedy store, and he'd be at the comedy store like more than like a re- like a regular nigga. Like he just be there <laughs> like wow. when he wants to when he wants to work something out. So he put in the like so it's not like he's half stepping it. Yeah, it's yeah. not like it's not like and it's comedy isn't like rap. Yeah, where you can ha- have a studio in your room and make right. fire. You have to grind right, like wow. you have to grind to make it great. Yeah. Even um, as far as my favorites go, um. I think Chappelle's the greatest of all time. Yeah. No argument from me. But 100%, it, without hesitation, my favorite stand-up is Chris Rock. Oh, yeah, Chris Rock. I didn't throw him in there. He is, he's awesome. He's, he's, and I couldn't tell you why, yeah. but it definitely has a lot to do with the fact that he, um, that he's the reason I got into stand-up. Oh, okay. Just, and it wasn't even like, it was just off of watch, because that was just, it was just Chris Rock stand-ups. That's what I, growing up, all I watched was Chris Rock stand-ups. Uh, 
I didn't watch anybody else's stand up. Yeah. And then uh, Everybody Hates Chris was so much my humor. Like, yeah. everything. I love Pootie Tang. Like, every one of his movies is yeah. so very, it's, and I know it's not great, yeah. but it's so very my humor. Yeah. I, like, so he hit my, my shit on point. And the reason, and I, and when he made um, No Sex in the Champagne Room, I didn't watch that one yet. Oh, uh, it's a, it's a it's a music video. It's just a okay. song that he had when Bigger and Blacker came out and okay. made it to number one on TRL. Oh, nice! And so I was just like, oh shit, you nice. can do anything with comedy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the whole song is just him. Be- is just him talking shit and just is literally him saying, "Nobody, uh, um, take off that silly ass hat, <laughs> cornbread." Ain't nothing wrong with that. And it's just a video. Of, and then it's just, and it's like, oh, here's I a sign. Watch and, that. And yeah, and there's just a, and then it's just a dude singing, no sex in the champagne. <laughs> and that's, and it's so. This is striking. I think I have seen this maybe. There's something familiar about what you just said there. It, maybe it I have seen it. Number one on TRL, bro. <laughs> what year was that? This was, um, when did Bigger and Blacker come out? Two thousand, Early 2000s? Like two. Okay. Then I probably 2000? did see that. Yeah, I probably did see that. I think it might have been 99. Okay. So I was little. I was like nine. Okay. And so, yeah. And so, but Chris Rock talks about you don't have to necessarily you don't you don't necessarily have to have a joke every. Yeah. But you have to keep people engaged. As long yeah. as people's reacting and you follow them through. Like I like albums more than I like singles. Like yeah. I like some that it gets you. It set a mood or a mo like set you on a mood. Like I want driving music. I want night yeah. driving music. I want fucking music. Yeah. Like. But I don't necessarily want them all on one album yeah. unless it's a smooth tra- – like, if you can smooth transition it, but otherwise, get yes. in your lane and make it make it flow. And so Chappelle, <laughs> his older shit had funnier jokes, yeah. impossibly. Like, that Sesame shit is hilarious, one of yeah. the funniest jokes. One smacks, two smacks. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that yeah, one. Yeah. So that whole Sesame Street is fucking fire. He have hella old – his old bits are fire, but they're yeah. just – they're they're joke jokes. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. a whole punch, punch, like punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not it's not necessarily yeah to the point where he's refined it now. Yeah, and rocks always were an overarching um a long story, more so. Yeah, yeah. And so that yeah, and so Chris Rock's always uh, trying to, and so oh yeah, that's why I brought up Chris Rock uh. is comparatively right. Uh. Chris Rock has popped up at the comedy store. You don't. As far as the, as far as I know, he doesn't pop up all the time. He's yeah, not I see what there. you're saying. Yeah, and if you ask me, his last stand-up specials, uh, his last special seemed to me like it was incomplete. Oh, interesting. Like he did. I liked it, but then it I wasn't was actually at that time. I watched it. I wasn't that into stand-up. I wasn't doing it multiple times a week. So, um, I should probably go back and rewatch it. It, it's not that because I'm I'm a like I'm a Chris Rock fan. Yeah, yeah, and so. My favorite thing about Chris Rock is he really is good at developing ideas and then tying them off at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I felt like he started off with the way he does, and he didn't tie it off uh, at the end. Right. And it's because, and if you ask me, it was probably because he had a Netflix deal. I have yeah, a time yeah. limit to put this out. It's not the same thing as I can just, whenever it's ready, it's ready. He could have used another year, maybe. Yeah. Another year of touring. But at the time, it was like, Netflix money's dropping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I I totally understand that. <laughs> hey, um, Yama, you know what? I I think I've gone over on the um 
I've gone over on the uh, studio, but I want to keep the conversation going. Maybe we should do this another time um, to get a, a second uh, uh, second edition or episode two um, with Yama. But it was great talking with you, man. Um, are you going to be doing any showcases you want to promote or any other stuff you want to promote to uh, get out there to people? Um, if I not, that's cool. Because, uh, you know, I'm I'm new to the base. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like to promote myself. Yeah. If anyone wants to put me on a show. <laughs> <laughs> um, there we you go. You always find me on IG at Comedy Yemma Yem, Y-E-M-A-Y-E-M. And then I do do my own shows. I'm trying to get them back up and running. But I do uh, Any Means Comedy. So hashtag Any Means Comedy. You can find all my, my, sh- my shit. I have a couple sketches going out there. So. Nice. Oh, so is that a YouTube channel? Or? Um. It's it, it's an Insta. It's oh, your Instagram. It's, okay, it has, yeah. it has, it's a it has its own Instagram. Page oh, nice. Just nice. all my shows, everything I do is if you look up the hashtag Any Means Comedy, I'm, it'll be all my shit. Mostly. Right on. If you want to steal my hashtag? Go ahead, add pictures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Beef it up, make it better. It Get up, that hashtag it, out there. Trend. More. Yep. Right on, dude. Thank you so much for joining me, and uh, we'll definitely do this again.